Welcome to After the Whistle. Get that garbage out of here! Hello! I have my answer now. Nathan McKinnon. Yeah, Colorado was the worst team in the league last year, and it wasn't even close. They were 20 and 52 last year. I think, yeah. It's hard and now to... they're a playoff team. That's why I I understand their point of view because they're saying we've seen this before, and then when it comes to the playoffs, they can't. They don't have what it takes so to make the final. What, what the Raptors need to do this season: make the NBA Finals at least and show the world they're contenders. After the whistle. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of After the Whistle. We're just gonna kind of wing it today. This is gonna be a short show. But it's going to be a good show. Don't worry. Yeah, we've we've been away for a little bit. You know, we yeah. had our March break as well, even though we don't get one. We yeah, but we're back. And um, but first of all, like we do every single show, I'm going to ask Francesco how his day's going. So how's your day going today, Francesco? Ah, it's pretty good. You know, happy Nowruz. Happy to everybody. Nowruz. If if people don't know what Nowruz is, it's the Persian New Year. And the first. only reason we're mentioning that is because we did an assignment on it last year. And it's it, it's also symbolic because. It represents the first the first day of spring, of spring, right? Which they f- they feel as like a new year. It's a time. It's like the start yeah. of the new year, right? You, yeah. It's spring comes, so that's yeah, good. That was exactly a year ago today that we did that assignment. Yeah, it was March twentieth. I remember the same day. Yeah, that was a uh, woo. That I was would, a fun day. Yeah, not really, I don't know where the, I don't know where that clip got, is, and I, don't, and I don't want to see it. <laughs> Mine's on YouTube, actually. If you search Stefan Spiroff on YouTube, you'll find that clip. Mine is not, yeah. and I think it's a good thing. But it's that really it's not. shit, though. It's honestly it, the the whole yeah. news report is. We crap. both got haircuts. Let's not forget. Yeah, before, but they can't. The, our viewers can't. Our listeners can't see that. No, but uh, be, let's not forget that our boy Stefan Spiroff has been doing March Madness, March with Madness, with Jack. Get that garbage out of here! Hello. And Sam Mitchell. So that's pretty cool. Oh man, it's so cool so far. Those guys are they're awesome. So funny. So tell us. You know what? Screw it. Tell Screw us about we're, it. We're going off the script today. Tell us about it. Tell us so about it. So basically, I've done typical intern stuff as well as actually like doing work. But most of, most of the time, I'm just printing off stat, stat sheets for them like after the game, uh, running scripts to them and stuff. But it's cool because you, you get to work right with yeah. them. And, you know, Long hours in between bet, eh? games, I'm just talking to them and stuff. Long hours. Yeah, man. Holy. <laughs> I was there for like 16 hours for four straight days each Jesus. day. So the first shift was like I got there like ten thirty in the morning and we finished at one fifteen a.m. You got there at ten thirty in the morning and we finished at one fifteen a.m. And then I'd, I'd go home, sleep for like six hours, and then leave Back right again. when I wake up. And I did that for four straight days, and I have that this weekend again. Wow, it's fun though. It's fun, honestly. Like I've never watched March Madness before, but I'm realizing how like pe- why people actually watch you, it because it's exciting. It's crazy. You have 64 teams in a in a knockout. Like it's a one game knockout every single game. And like I think this like the, this March Madness especially it's the first one in a while where like right it's, it has the most number of first seeded teams out get, getting in the out, first round. Right? Yeah, and we're gonna talk about that too. There's only two left as we speak right now. Uh, but you know what? Let's 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 leave that for a little bit later in the show. We're gonna rush through uh, some Leafs and Raptors because we do have class. Honest, we do have class, but there's there's so much to talk about with the Leafs and Raptors right now. So it's like we'll talk about the main stuff, but we can't talk about everything. So yeah, because the Leafs are in action tonight against the Tampa Bay Lightning, the East Whew. best Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, they have ten game ten games left in the regular season, and they're still waiting uh, Austin Matthews's return. Frederick Anderson is starting tonight, so that that takes care of one other problem. So just I don't think we're gonna see how many games are left in the season. Ten. Ten. I don't think we're gonna see Matthews. after tonight nine. I don't think we're gonna see Matthews until the end of the season. No, I don't. That's a long time nine games still. That's still well, you're talking a month almost. I know, but so this is my logic. I don't know, like this is just what I think. Maybe like okay, yeah, you can bring him in. 
maybe at like the, like the last four games just to get him up to speed again. But wouldn't you rather him have him fully rested and you know there's no there's no concerns about him being still injured or whatever? Have him rested up until the playoffs. He's fresh as hell. He hasn't had any hockey in a month. Yeah, but he's either fr- you can say he's fresh, but then you could also argue that he'll be rusty. No, I know. Right? You, you want Matthews at his best to start the playoffs. You don't want Matthews. You know, sometimes it takes you like five, six games to get back into the groove. Do you want him to get back into his groove in Game Six when the Leafs need a, a big win? Right? Like, no, you, you need him to be good from the start of the playoffs, right? So that's, that's why I, I was bring just him think, back. I was just before. thinking because it's been a while since he's been hurt, and it's like, well, we're th- almost at the end of the season. Why not risk him? Like, what if for some fluke you put him back out there and then something happens? Then we have we don't have him for the rest of the playoffs. Yeah, no. Make sure he's rested. If it if by all means, like he needs those nine games to like to take away the chance that he'll come in and get injured again. Then then by all means, take nine games. But like, if he's healthy, don't just sit him. Right? Like, he wants to play. Yeah, no, no, no. That he was, wants to play as much as up. possible. Yeah, and you want to be you don't want to be rusty going into the playoffs for sure. Uh, you could say the same thing with Anderson too. They well, he's he's playing tonight. But like I would have given him a more of a break because he he wants to play too. Though. I know like he, he wants likes, to play. He but likes still. the, the uh, but workload. He's but he's been playing a huge number of games. This is the most games he started in any of his seasons in the he's, NHL. Yeah, I, I I don't know if this is for sure, but he's play. I think he's played either like he's like second or third in games played on goalies this year. I know, and so but the only thing is that okay, McElhaney was doing great. So why not let him run for a bit? Like, yeah, he's not yeah. A, an ideal starter. He's he's obviously a backup, but still, let Anderson he's been rest. Spectacular though, I know. in his absence. Yeah, I think he has he has the best. He does save, his job. He has the best save percentage um, out of backups. Yeah. yeah, in the league right yeah. now, he comes in and he does his job, and that's all you can ask but out see, of a backup. Same goalie. thing with like Matthews. I would have given an Ander- especially Anderson because he's played a lot of minutes for you, and he's our most. I would say he's probably the most important player for us because if he has an off night and he's bad. Leafs don't win anything. 100%. It's, it's not yeah. So yeah. let him rest. Let him get his feet back, and then he's fresh for the play. Like, yeah, start him. Give him, like, um, the last five games of the season. But just let him rest, right? Why are we going to put more mileage on him? I know. Well, there's two tough games coming up. The, tonight against Tampa and then Thursday against... Nashville, the best I, team in the West. So, I like, know. so I these are these are good measuring stick games that you wanna you wanna be competitive in them, right? I mean, I know, but it's hard to be competitive when your spot has already been secured for like the past month. Yeah, that's true. You know, so like that's I, true. It'll be I, interesting to see how Anderson plays. Me tonight. personally, if it was me coaching um, the Leafs right now against these games against the Lightning, like tonight and uh, Nashville Reds, on Thursday, yeah, I would be tr- I would be giving guys a shot like Levos, even playing Johansson big minutes, right? I'd be giving other guys a little bit more of a chance. Shout out to Johansson though, who scored his first NHL yeah. goal on the weekend. Just because, so you know your spot, like you know your spots already secured. Yeah. So what do you have to lose? Like give a, give guys an extra couple minutes. Yeah. No, and that's what a lot of teams do. Teams that have locked down a playoff. How would you like even start either Sparks or Pickers? This goes perfectly actually into what we're talking about next. Like even though the Leafs have locked a, down a playoff spot for like the last month or over a month, they're still like they could still possibly move up. Now they're not going to catch Tampa. They're nine points ahead. But they're only six behind the Bruins, and the Bruins only have one game in hand now. Yeah, but the not Bruins, five anymore. But the Bruins are hot, and I yeah, the Bruins have been hot just the whole you know two thirds of the season. But at least went tonight. Boston doesn't play tonight. I don't think. Leafs went tonight. They're four back. It's it's an outside it's an outside shot, but it's still possible. So you're so, telling me there's a chance? Yeah, I am. And you, if you're the Leafs, you want home ice advantage. They've won twelve straight at home. Yeah, no, I think the Leafs, especially that type, for the team that they are, they need home ice advantage. Exactly. So th- that's there's an argument right there to say, why start everybody, in, like, 
right I now know, for but, these but games. Win as much as you can. Try to get that home ice advantage. Try to get it, but then it's also just what. Like I think third is where we're staying. Yeah, I don't think realistically, eighty-five percent chance we're staying in third. I would say more like ninety. Okay, ninety, eighty-five, ninety, but <laughs> there's still a chance. Ten percent is still a chance. There is still a chance. Uh, another player I want to talk about quickly is James Van Riemsdyk. He has five goals in his last three games. He had five and two before the Montreal game. Uh, so how much does his recent stretch of success impacted his value going into this offseason? Oh, his value was just gone. It's just every goal he scored just brings it up an 31 extra million. goals. Like every wow. goal, like 31, 31 goals this season, that's his season high, I think. Like that's his career, career high. high. Sorry, yeah. yeah, career high. Yeah, he's never had 30 Okay, before. so he's easily going to be asking for at least like 6.57 million. Yeah, and it's crazy. But like now looking at that, like the Leafs can't let him go. That's that, well, Take away those 31 goals he scored, the Leafs are in a battle for a playoff spot right now. Yeah, okay, but we don't know because now, look, the, the whole we've talked about this before. It's about you can't just replace Van Riemsdyk with one person. You'd be replacing him with a bunch of guys who collectively will score oh, 31 goals. So that'd be Johansson, potentially Levo, Kapanen as well, right? Those three guys are who you're looking at to actually come in and replace. I understand that, yeah. But, like, those those guys won't score the same type and, of goals that he scores in front of the net, right? Yeah, but like, they might score different types of goals. I know, but, like, he's he's the probably the best in the league in, in the paint yeah, but then in also, terms of scoring in those areas, right? But, so also, but you want to keep that a player that can do that? Because it's, it's a skill that's, like, not a lot of players have, right? It is. No, what he does in front of the net is, like, few. Like, it's I amazing. Think, I think Lee on... Um, Forget, like, uh, I think, Lee? The, yeah, yeah. Lee, yeah. He's on the Islanders, I'm yeah. pretty sure. Yeah, I think he leads the league like within the crease goals. And Van Riemsdyk is third. Which is, yeah, I'm not surprised by that at but, all. But what I mean is that, yeah, you could always potentially find another guy like Van Riemsdyk in free agency. Like, maybe, at a, like, obviously cheaper. He wouldn't do it exactly like He Van won't Riemsdyk. do it, but, but that's what I mean. You're, but this is the risk that the Leafs ran. They knew his contract was coming up. The chances of them of them re-signing him are very slim. So they knew he was having a hot season. So why not ride it out and see how far it can take you? Right. Right? And like I said, you're not going to replace one guy for him. You're going to get a collective bunch to replace the goals that he provides. Yeah. Which you're going to get. Um, unless Even who's the guy that we just signed to? There's a guy, we, there's a guy from the Marlies we signed to like an entry-level deal. Oh, Forward? Yeah, he's a forward. Where th- there's big talk. I'm going to search up oh, his I name. Oh, I forget. Anyways. I think wait, it's like Marsh While something. you're searching that up, I'll ask you a hot or not question. Okay. So James Van Riemsdyk will be a Toronto Maple Leaf next season. If no. Yet, no? No. So not. I'll say not. 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 You really... So you, if that was... That's your prediction. You don't think he's going to be a Leaf next I don't season. think he's going to be a Leaf. Okay, it's Marsh... Marshman. Marshman. I didn't... Mason I, Marshman. Where, where did they get him from? He's in the Marlies. Oh, he was playing. He's yeah. been on the Marlies the whole season. No, yeah, he's been and they just signed up to the entry level oh, okay. deal. So, and people have been saying that he's actually he's a big boy too. So he might 100%, be percent. They've got depth in their system. The way it, why he just won't be able to replace so, what he does in front of here, the net. Here's what I think: the only way Van Riemsdyk is going to stay is if Bozak leaves, hmm. Komarov leaves. Because Bozak is four million, Komarov is three. So right Even there, that's so he still have to take a hometown discount. To and he won't, but he won't though, because he's already his contract was has been amazing for the last five years. He's been on four point five. I think it's but even if I'm four. Ja- if I'm James Van Riemsdyk, why are you going to another team? This team has such a great chance at winning a Stanley Cup in the near future. Why would you want to leave? Okay, but let's say, but if let's say there's another cup contending team out there, let's say I, at the reg- end of the regular season. Yeah, but the, the odds the season, are there's 30 teams, the 31 teams in the league. The odds are he's not going to be traded to to a team that's 
Habs. My, look at the Habs. The Habs. Look at, I, there's if I'm people, James Van Reeves, like, I do not want to go to the Habs. Why? With all the cap space that they're going to get in this upcoming season, all the draft picks that they have too, they're they don't to, have that much depth in their or, system in terms of picks. Their picks aren't that great. No, they have a lot of picks, and it's about to. They're about to. Yeah, make but they're a, not. They're not good quality picks. Well, that. Well, they have. I think. Like, I think they have four seconds. This in this coming draft, yeah. it depends. Well, it depends how they historically they've been really bad at drafting. So, well, it depends yeah. who they pick. With no, so picks, what I right? what I meant is that it depends. So if there's so yeah, it's either you stay with the Leafs who you. No, all like, I'm saying is the Leafs have a clear path to to the Stanley Cup, whereas other teams don't. Yeah, but what Most if of them. but what if a team like I'm just saying like what if a team like Pittsburgh or Tampa finds a way to freaking get cap space and they and well they, yeah those are the only teams the only teams that Vegas have even a clear Vegas path. Vegas I, can afford even like I said uh, the Habs can I have af- to see what the what Vegas does in the playoffs this year to to be fully convinced on Vegas we have to see how they do in the playoffs yeah but I think now that they've 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 bought they've bought some what's the word I'm looking for they've some uh, confidence some. They've proven themselves. They, so they, to speak. they they've got attention on them now. So like now they can't afford. So like they're they're attractive. They're attractive destination now. Their first year in the league. Yeah. They're gonna make the playoffs. Even if they're god awful next year, no one's gonna know that. No one can predict yeah. that. So everyone's so people are gonna want to go to Vegas because they're gonna say, well, shit, look how well it did the first yeah, season. I agree. And you're in Vegas too. It's Vegas. Hey, and if they pay you like si- if they pay you like six million dollars, yeah, let's go. Well, we'll see what's gonna happen. It's gonna be interesting off season for JVR. Um, but okay, so let's move on to just general playoff predictions, and then we're going to go on to the NBA. So based on the current standings, if the season ended today, I probably should have had the standings up while I'm talking <laughs> about this. Yeah, um, well, yeah, it's, we got to be more prepared. Well, like we said, guys, it's kind of a little bit rushed. We that's very rushed because we, you know, etobicoke traffic is god awful. It's all right. NHL so. standings. Okay, so these aren't good. So let me hold on. No, yeah, hold those- on, guys, hold on. Those ones that come up right after the Google search are really crap. Exactly. This is high quality. All right. Here we go. So let's look in the East. If the standings, if the season ended today, who would be your favorite to win the Stanley Cup? And I'll go first, and I'll let you look at the standings a little bit. Um, so I'd pick the National Predators. Just because if you look in their last 20 games, they're the best team in the league right now. And their defense, they have the best defense in the NHL, uh, hands down. If we yeah. go down and look at them, look at they have 106 points. Yeah, it's crazy. They're 9-0-1 in their last 10. They have 106 points. They have a great offense, the best defense in the league. Yeah, it's tough. You know what? Nashville's going to win the Cup. Now, you know what? I'm going to go. I would say, I want to say Tampa is my pick, but I've been saying them a lot. Like, I want to go with like an outside. I'm going to say San Jose. The San Jose Sharks. San Jose Sharks. The Chokers. The playoff the chokers. chokes. They got Evander. This is going to be the year they don't choke. Evander. I'm just saying. Like, I'm just looking at all the different options. And, like, okay, ideally I would go with Tampa Bay. But yeah. another team that I would like to see one and I want to see one is San Jose. Just for that reason alone. They have been chokers in the past. They got Evander Kane for nothing, and he's proved yeah. to be unreal. You got yep. Brent Burns, Joel Pavelski, Logan Couture, right? Even Joe Thorne still. That team is good. Jumbo Joe can still play in the that playoffs. That team is good. They have some. They have some aspects that I think, and they've been making a little bit of a run lately too. They have, I, yeah. But I'd say hey, watch you know out what, for man, them. Whatever team makes the playoffs, every team has all. All sixteen teams have a chance to win the Stanley Cup. Yeah, it's, it's not stupid. Like no matter who you say and who you predict is going to win the cup, it's not a dumb decision. Well, I think the I think saying the Leafs would win. No, it's not. It's not. It's dumb because the because of the history of the Leafs and how bad they've been the last ten years. Okay, but, but honestly, you, they're actually they're they're a contender. They're a contender. They have you know, bad defense, but they're a contender. You know which team actually is going to like Winnipeg too? 
Oh, Winnipeg's great. Yeah, 100%. They have better defense than the Leafs. Their offense is a little bit better. Paul Stastny now, too. Patrick Lane is going to win the Rocket Richard. Lane has 42 goals. That's incredible. Yeah, but if Matt, honestly, if Matthews played as many games as Line, he he would be right up there. Yeah, but no, but I think Line, two different players. Line is a pure scorer. But still, Matthews has twenty eight goals, and, and he's played twenty less games than Line. Yeah, if but he played those twenty. Will games, that equal forty goals? I don't know. Yeah, twelve goals in twenty games. That's very realistic for Matthews. He who would, would he th- would have forty goals. Around. So, what would you th- who would you think is there? For, like, who would be your pick for the heart? For the heart? Oh, what's the heart is most points again, right? No, heart is the most is basically like the most valuable player. Most valuable player. See, this one's a tough one because everyone says McDavid, but Edmonton's I would say, a shit team. I would, for this year, I would say Lane. Most valuable player? Like, I guess the heart is like the player who has most impact on his team. Yeah, like, yeah, it's basically like who is the best for their team. But like, people, you can argue McDavid, but like the Edmonton would be Edmonton would be the worst team in the league without McDavid on that team right now. Yeah, McD- look at look at the points. McDavid has ninety one points or something like that. You take away those ninety one points, Edmonton stinks. Okay, so here outside th- of McDavid, Edmonton has sucked. It's actually crazy when so you think about it. So here are the top Hart Trophy candidates: Nikita Kucherov, Connor McDavid, Nathan McKinnon, Evgeny Malkin, Taylor Hall, and Eric. You know what? So Lonnie's not even in there. I would have put Lonnie in there just for the fact that he's literally unbelievable. Okay, but out I, of have, those, I have my answer now: who? Nathan McKinnon. Yeah, Colorado was the worst team in the league last year, and it wasn't even close. They were twenty and fifty-two last year. I think yeah, it's hard. And now to, they're a playoff team. Even to even Taylor Hall, Taylor Hall, New Jersey. Yeah, they're both playoff teams. I, I mean, I think um, Colorado right now is on the bubble, but no, I think still, it, I think it has to be Nathan McKinnon to go from being that bad to a playoff team. And, no, and he took the team on his shoulders. That's what I mean. Because right? once Duchesne left, it was it was kind of a it was kind of a toss up between who was the best player on Colorado. It was between yeah. McKinnon and Duchesne. A lot of people said Duchesne, and then once he left in the trade, obviously, boom, McKinnon it was right. thrown on his shoulders. Even though he was the captain, he was the captain, right? Yeah. And boom, but he's he's been incredible. Even yeah. to Evgeny Malkin has been unbelievable. But I think out of those guys, Nathan McKinnon. Yeah, and McKinnon and Hall are having their career best season. So. It's easy to argue that McKinnon... I'd take McKinnon for the heart. Like, 100%. Look, like right here, McKinnon leads the league in points per game with 1.39. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Tied for second in points, it's 89. Nuts. He leads the league in scoring at home, 63 it's points. Nuts. Listen, no, I'm, listen. Leads with 13 three-point games. Tied for the league league in game-winning goals, 11. Yep. Has scored 16.5% of the uh, Colorado Avalanche's goals. And it's, and it's been a factor in 39%. 165 yeah, he's that's crazy for one guy. And look, and he's factoring in on thirty nine percent of their goals. So that's crazy. Thirty nine percent of their goals. Thirty nine percent of him your being team's involved. goals come from one player. That's he's heart. Oh yeah, he's 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 got heart. And you know what? If if Colorado goes far in the playoffs somehow, then he he has it locked up hundred percent. I think he already has it locked up. But yeah, yeah. Make it farther. Anyways, so it's 546. So let's move on to uh, the NBA. So the Raptors, like the Leafs, uh, have been playing well streak, as of late. Streak got broken. Streak got broken, but they did win 11 in a row before a tough loss and to that OKC game was on Sunday. That it game. was a great game, honestly. You know how many lead changes there were in that game? Yeah, but Holy. The, the, the officiating in NBA needs to change. Oh, yeah, 100%. They're like, on every offensive play, there's at least like six fouls that they could call and they don't. Yeah. And they're only calling it for the stars. I'm quoting uh, uh, Jack Armstrong after the game because he, he did the game and then he came into TSN after to, for March Madness. Uh, he said the refs were a bitch, quote-unquote, in well, that I, game. I, I, don't, I don't know if you should say that on air. Like I don't know if... 
<laughs> Why not? No one's listening to this. I'm just, he I'm doesn't just, care. I'm just pulling your leg. Don't he worry. doesn't care. Uh, he said the refs. He said the refs and Russell Westbrook are a bitch. <laughs> That's, hey man, that could be. You didn't get full consent from him to use that quote. So uh, it's the journalist okay. in us. That's okay. No one I listens know. to our podcast. I'm just saying. But um, anyways, there was a great game and there was a lot of lead changes, but the Raptors let it slip see, away. And I want, yeah, they let it slip. But okay, when the, they got three guys thrown out, well, Dwayne Casey won, and then Ibaka and DeRozan. That game was a top. You know the streak was going to end regardless. And yeah. come on, against OKC, it's 50-50 whether or not you're going to beat them. Yeah. Like, it's either they're going to turn up, which they did that night, or they're not going to play it's well. It's crazy how good Westbrook is. Like, that guy, he just takes the team on his shoulders, See, and he he just wins the game by And himself. what I wanted to say is that, so a couple weeks ago, well, two weeks ago, I went to the game against yeah. Houston, OVO night, and holy crap, right? What? I, I mentioned that in the script. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was just seeing it. I went to that game, and I was the reason why I bring it up is because, man, on watching them on TV is one thing, but watching them, like, in person... They are actually, yep. re- they're so good. And James Harden is an absolute beast in person. Mm-hmm. We talked oh about this last week. my goodness. No, we yep. didn't have a show last week. No, I know. I, but I'm, we talked about it. Oh, like, me and you in person, yeah. Just uh, I was saying, outside. Like, in person, he, this guy's a monster. And you know who's a guy I'm going to give credit to? It's Fred Van Fleet. Watching him in person, I was Van like, yo. Van Vliet. Van Vliet, whatever. <laughs> that guy has handles. And that guy's nice. Oh, uh, yeah. But no. The, he, uh, he didn't play against OKC, and you, you noticed that he wasn't playing. Yeah, he's one of those guys. Yeah. He's a he's like what you'd say, and obviously, well, NBA has it too, but in the NHL, he's a role player. Yep. He comes in, he knows his role, he does it well, and when he's not there, you notice the effect that it has. Yeah, honestly, the the, Raptor, the Raps are such a good team right now, but they're still not getting the respect they deserve from ESPN. Because, and, and even a lot, of, like even watching like TNT with like Charles Barkley, yeah. Kenny, they, but their point is valid because they, what their point is is that the Raptors, they've seen this before. They've seen them do well in the, in the regular season, yeah. not, albeit not being first place. They've seen them be well, and then in the playoffs, once it comes, it's out the window. They, they have, don't, they don't well. have the playoff success so, to, uh, to to back up the statement that they're a legit exactly. contender. So that's why I, I understand their point of view because they're saying, we've seen this before, and then when it comes to the playoffs, they can't. They don't have what it takes so to make the final. What, what the Raptors need to do this season: make the NBA Finals at least and show the world they're a contender. I don't even think it'd be making the NBA Finals. I think no, because they've been to the Final Four before. I know, but you but beating be, Cleveland. But to be contenders, it doesn't mean that you make it to the conference. You make it to the finals once. A contender means that you're in the Final Four. You're in the Eastern Conference Final steadily. Right, continuously. Yeah, that makes you a contender because you're getting there all the time. And mind, then at that point, you. So what you're saying is the Raptors need to make the final four at least in the next for the next like two. They need continued. They need continued success in the playoffs. So yeah, making the Eastern Conference final for like two or three seasons that will make them legit. Or of course, win 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 the championship this season. Win the championship, yeah, but. But what I mean by that is that let's say in the last two years the Raptors. So no, but look, if they make the finals this season, they're a legit contender. ESPN can't argue with that. No, I don't. But what I'm saying is that I agree with their point. But to be legitimate contenders, for people not to have any doubts in their mind, you have to make yeah. the final four continuously. It can't just be you make it one year, then next year you lose in the second round. It's just crazy though. Like it, it's so hard to argue against this te- this team going all the but way it's, but this it, season. I know it's hard, but it, you know. You've seen this before. Like, we yeah. know how it comes in the playoffs. But it's such a different team this year than any other I Raptors hope, team. Man, I hope they it's do so well. different. Like, I don't want no Toronto team not on to On any given... Well. Raptors sat Lowry against the Mavericks, and they still won that game. Like, obviously, they didn't play well. That was a bad game, They didn't play well in the game. That was, over, that was the overtime. They obviously took took um, uh, Dallas lightly. 
but they still pulled it off without Lowry. And when you could sit one of your best players, you know, the, at this point in the season and still win, like that just shows how good your bench is. It's crazy. It's crazy. So what? And another thing that's been crazy right now is March Madness. If you've been watching March Madness yeah. at all, it has been just that. It's been madness. So Stefan, you're a March Madness guy now. Yeah, you I've know honestly, more. I probably watched 25 games over the last week. So who is so, who, who is your favorite right now? Right now, uh, I want to see Duke. Duke's Duke. Duke's been the best team I've watched so far, and well, there are a lot of people's favorites right now because they're, I, uh, from my knowledge, they're always in late in the tournament. They're always playing Duke's late in the a tournament. Good team. My fate. I I want to go just because we have it here on the script because we talked. We we're going to. Well, about UMBC's it. out now. Oh, they, really? They, they lost uh, on Sunday. Well, I was going to say they're my, Maryland were going to be my favorite just, yeah. just for the fact that they beat in Virginia. I just wanted to talk about that game because it's it's the first time a 16 seed has ever beat a one seed in this tournament. The March. It's such a shame for all the bull crap that goes into like NCAA basketball. Oh like yeah, how, it has a bad reputation. How like the but, but like even like the players like not getting paid and like all, like them using their images and stuff. It's yeah. just a shame because this tournament is so goddamn good. It's so good. It's, it's crazy. So I, I can't believe I've never watched it before. It's crazy. I think the me personally, I and I honestly I'm not gonna lie. Like I still don't watch it as much. Like when yeah. it gets to like the well, it's hard to because there's so many games. When it gets to the final rounds, I'll start to watch. But it's a, there's so many teams that I'm not. I I don't know enough. I don't know who's like. Yeah, okay. Virginia is the first is the first rank, but like, I yeah. don't know how good they are. Like yeah. I, I don't have any clue of anybody. Yeah, that's fair. So I don't bother watching. So I'm like, okay, I don't know anything. Like I yeah. don't know who's like who's, who's the favorites, who? right? So I just wait for the Sweet Sixteen, and then I just go, okay, I'll see which. I'll hop on a bandwagon and see yeah. who's trending did you, on Twitter. Did you fill out a bracket? No, I didn't uh, fill out I, a bracket. I'm definitely from going forward. Next year in the and going forward, I'm gonna fill out a bracket. I say year. next year if we keep this podcast still going up until then, I we'll want do to, yeah, we'll 100%. do a bra- we'll do a bracket on the show. Yes, for sure, we'll do a bracket. Yes, I can't believe. I've, well, thank God I didn't do one this year. Honestly, I think it was a blessing in disguise that I didn't do one this year because everyone's brackets are destroyed. Yeah, and I w- I would have been the same because I don't know that I much, think, so I would have picked the favorites. I think like after like the first the first round. Like there was like literally like eighteen thousand Owen like no one UMBC was like the biggest underdog in the tournament like they're they're one of the last teams to make it to even make the tournament yeah so it's and crazy. they beat the number one seed the favorite to win the whole thing that, that sixteen seeds were Owen one hundred and thirty five before that that tournament is the epitome of. On any given day, anyone can beat anyone. Yeah. And because, there's no clear favorite. You know what? And this is like Sam Mitchell on the, the March Madness panel made a great point. He said, like, in a in a seven-game series, uh, UMBC would have lost to Virginia. They would have lost that series 4-1. Yeah, probably. But in a one in a one-game series, winner-take-all, anyone has a chance. You just got to play well for that one game. Because if you get that top team off their game, it's hard to get it back. But they would have got it back if it was a seven game series. And that's why one game, one game, like one game playoffs are just the most, the biggest X factor because you don't know what happened. That's why even like in the World Cup for soccer, even the Euro, like the Euros for soccer, you never know who's going to win because on any given day for one game, a team can just play amazing and boom, you're out. Look at Iceland last Euros. Yeah. Right? Knocked out England. Who who would have ever, if this was like, if that was a two game series, there's no way in hell England would beat them on the second game. 100%. Right? And it's just crazy because, yeah, one game, literally anything can happen. Anything. It's crazy. And, like, also, you're playing two halves. You're playing two quarters, too. And that's what's so great about March Madness. It's, a, it's awesome. And the games are quick, too. That's they're, what I mean. They're like, two-hour games, so it's, yeah. It's, it's quick, so literally stuff can happen all the time. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. 
Anyways, let's let's move on to the Concacaf Champions League, and that's oh. not a one game series. They're they're a two game two, leg, two legs, but two it's legs. almost as good. That's almost as good. Uh, so the TFC defeated Tigres. I don't know how to pronounce it. It's you know, Tigres. Tigres. You know, you know. In a high scoring affair, it was three two. I think the the second leg, right? Yeah, we lost the game. And uh, they're gonna play. Is it called Club de Americas? It, it's it's we, everyone just pronounces it Club America. Club America, but okay. it's literally Club de Americas. And so they play at the Club Club de Americas. Just say Club America. Just say Club America on uh, on April third. But they're losing MLS regular season games right now. Yeah. And here's a question for you. Is that a result of the, the of them being overworked because of the Champions League? I wouldn't say. I think, okay, I'm going to say yes, but I'll give you my point. It's because the, the whole point, even I talked about this earlier on the show before yeah. the CONCACAF started, this is what every, this is what TFC are gearing for. They want to win this, tro- this tournament to prove to everyone that they are one of the best teams like, actually in the world. Right. Because you win this, you get a spot now in the the Club World Cup. You get a seat in that. Yeah. And where you can potentially face Real Madrid, Bayern Munich, whatever, the top teams in the world. It's huge. So they're putting all their they're putting all their focus into that. And the problem is that now TFC, the way that I've been watching them in the MLS Cup, they've in the MLS season, sorry, they're 0-2. They lost against the they lost the first game, they lost just recently against Montreal. It looks like they know they're they're taking things lightly. They know that they're better than them, but they're just they're just kind of going yeah. through the motions, you know. They're kind of not really caring, and it makes sense because they're they're focused. They're so focused on this Concacaf Champions League. They know they got to be at their best for those games, so that, that's why they're taking and, their competition and, in the MLS but, lightly. And I'm, and whether or not now maybe you need more rotation, you need to start playing other guys, giving other guys a shot. Yeah, that might. But be. then, it, like you can argue that they barely had an off season. They won the championship, and then they got right back into it two so months the later. There's no off season, but. Okay, I'm not concerned about TFC in the regular season. I feel they're gonna. The results are gonna come. So you don't think this this, this is gonna hurt their chances of making the MLS finals again no. this season? This is the first two games of the season. How many games are there in the there's MLS? Like, there's 38 games. 38 games. Okay. So come on, like like okay, it's not great to start 0 and 2, but no, it's not. If any team in the league can pull a run and end up first, it's TFC. It's TFC. They're just fo- They have their focus right now on the Concacaf Champions League. Whether that's a good thing or not, I don't know. I would be focused. More on the regular season. To be fair, I'd be focusing more on that. But hey, but this Champions League thing is huge. Like you said, they could play Real Madrid and those teams in the in the in FIFA the, Club World yeah, Cup. Yeah, Club World Cup. It, it, if they but, win this, that's it's, huge. It's potentially Can you big. That that would put Toronto even more on the map than it is now. Yeah, and it's and also let's not forget that the, this is the semifinal. So this tournament's gonna be going on for maybe four more weeks. The finals play, then it's over. Then you're focused right into the regular season. Yeah. So potentially, TFC could go like zero and four, yeah. which would be bad. But they are they could bring it back to two and two. They I'm, have, just, I'm yeah. not worried. I'm not worried because I know how good this team is. Their their priority is somewhere else right now. Yeah, that's true. And like you said, I I think they're gonna come back and obviously win the championship again, or even or make it to the. I don't know, but like if they don't even make it to the MLS finals, that's a failure. They have to. Yeah, win no, again they this have year. to make it to the finals. They have they have to win again this year. Well, actually, we'll hear, we'll, hear, we'll hear about... Here's this. Let me throw this out. Let's say, for for example, they win the CONCACAF Champions League. Like, they win it. Then they, for for some fluke, they they make it to the final in the Club World Cup and they face, potentially, Real Madrid. Yeah. Let's go put that out there. And they don't and they don't make the finals. Would you still call that season a success? And let's say they win the Canadian, the Canadian Cup. If they go and play Real Madrid and they lose, yeah, no one's expecting them to win that game. Just the fact that they're in that game so, is but crazy. Me, so what if? So what if they win the Concacaf? They win the Canadian Cup, which is a turn between the Canadian teams. Yeah, they don't make the finals, but and also they appear in the finals in the Club World Cup. 
They appear in the finals against like Real Madrid. That's yeah. a successful season. If you're playing, if you're playing against Real Madrid, that's a successful See, season. Okay, so that's what I would. That, you're, a, I would you're a Canadian soccer team. Canada doesn't even make the World Cup. Canada, yeah, Canada's awesome. And if you have a team that's playing against Real Madrid, like that's huge. So that's what I mean. So them making them making the finals is not going to be that big of a deal, depending on how all the other competitions play out. Right, and that's a good way to end it. I think that's a good way to end it. We don't have to talk about Giovento, Giovinco's free kick goal because I wanted to get into the game a little bit that last game. Well, we can if you want. We have. It's just we're a little bit short on time here, so we I can think, do that quickly. Okay, so what did you think of the game? You, we obviously were texting each other during it. I actually watched a full soccer game. So. So, yeah, so TFC went into the game with a one nothing advantage. Yeah. Right? So, Tigres actually won the game 3-2, but we mm-hmm. went away. We won on the away goals yep. rule, right? So, the game was, well, just in that environment, you could tell TFC. It was a, a great bit, game. It was a great game, but awesome. TFC were a little bit nervy because every time Tigres were on the ball and attacked, they looked they look dangerous. I, I was tense watching that game. But TFC did well on the counter. Yeah. The last, the la- they gave up two goals in the last, Five minutes, which is just a sh- it was just a shit storm yeah. because at that point, Tigres were pushing everybody up. TFC were sitting trying to defend their lead, and okay, they score a goal, so be it. They get a penalty, which is kind of iffy. That's I to don't me know. though, like uh, they were very lucky. That that goal by Giovinco, the penalty shot, goal, penalty kick goal, was a good goal. But you, like you said, the no, goalie the free kick goal, had, the free yeah, the, the free, free kick goal that was bad. The keeper should have that. The goalie should have that had, every he day. Have that 100%. And also. I I'm not. A, I think that if that game was to end, if that game was to go on for like ten more minutes, TFC would have blown it. They would have lost. They, TFC would have lost. Oh, 100 percent. I agree. Tigres attack was crazy. It like, was yeah. They, they were they were owning possession. They have like okay. They have Eduardo Vargas who used to play for Napoli and he used to play in the English. Is Premier he League. Mexican? Um, no, he's Chilean. Chilean. They have Ener Valencia who used to play for West Ham, and I I almost forgot about him until watching the game. They have this guy named uh, Andre Pierre Gignac yeah. who yeah. literally three years ago. Was one of the most coveted strikers. He played in Lyon in isn't, France. Isn't their goalie, uh, their keeper, good as well? Yeah, isn't, the keeper's good. But he used to play for a Spanish team. I think I don't know too much yeah. about the keeper, but Gignac was one of the top-rated strikers in the world like four years ago. He was linked to like Juventus, Real Madrid, like big names, and then for some reason he just chose to go to Tigres, and everyone kind of forgot about him. Is he older? He's thirty. That's not old. That's no. the prime of your career. So, but uh, no, that's what I mean. Like he was a top striker, and that everyone kind of forgets that that's where he is. And yeah, he was, and he was. So, playing. so it's a, what you're saying. It's a good. It's a great accomplishment. It's that, a great team. Tigres are a great to team. Beat that team. They're undefeated. They're undefeated in the Mexican league right now. Yeah, they're first. Yeah. Um, so, do you think it's going to be a tougher test against uh, Americas Club, or no? Club America has, has been like, has always been a great team in Mexico. They're like one. They're yeah. like like the Real Madrid of like Mexico. Like, right. They're like that level. Right. So, so they're better than Tigres. I don't know if they're better than Tigres right now because Tigres are in first, but they're a good team. Tigres was a good test, and Club America is going to be a good test. I still think TFC have what it takes to go through. Yeah, they just need to be play. They need to play better defensively. That's the only thing, because uh, once, yeah, like we can't have what happened against Tigres happen again. We can't yeah, have no they, two goals they, or five in minutes. the long run. That that kind of play is going to bite you in the ass. But I so think yeah, it's going to be cool to see how they do. I'm definitely going to watch the games. Oh, it's going to be it's going to be crazy. It's going to yeah. be intense. You, I want. I want to go to one of the games too. When when uh, they play here, TFC TFC games are. The, I've said it before. Yeah. TFC games are the best games hey, to even go the, to. The tickets to Tigers weren't even that expensive. They're sixteen bucks. I mean, that's nothing. I'm gonna go 100. percent If I can, I'm gonna go. 
For sure, for sure. Well, anyways, guys, that's going to be the end of our show today. There's going to be no segment because we have no time. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we got we, class time. We got class in like like eight minutes. So we're going to wrap this up. Thanks again for listening to our show. Thanks again for listening to our Leafs talk, our Raptors talk, our March Madness talk. Sorry if this was a little bit rushed, but like we said, we It was very rushed, class. but no, we still covered the main stuff that we needed to cover. So we're good. We're good. It's it, Our podcast is still going to – this is not going to be the last show. Baseball is <laughs> coming up, so. Yeah, we damn, we need to get – Adam back on this show yeah. for hundred percent for baseball season. We have to have Adam because we don't know how to talk. Baseball. We gave him we gave him a baseball break. We you can know? we can talk baseball on like a base level understanding of it. <laughs> base like, level, base level. Yeah. That's it. Base level. I didn't even I didn't even try to do that to be honest. <laughs> Just worked out. Anyways, yeah, we need we need Adam on this show because yeah. we, also we know baseball but a little bit but not enough to to talk about it consistently. Yeah, he's got he he's just better he's just better looking too. So like he just makes it. He, he has so much passion for the sport too. Like he loves baseball. Like, you like, need a guy with his passion. His on enthusiasm. The show. Yeah, honestly, like my enthusiasm for hockey is his enthusiasm for baseball. And we need someone to just rip on the Habs with. Like we, we need, need someone who has like a crazy passion for like every sport. Like you, you love soccer. Yeah, and we, hockey. And we, and we don't and we don't talk about soccer we don't talk nearly about soccer enough. enough. We need a soccer guy. We need a hockey guy. I'm the hockey guy. We need a, a basketball guy who's even bigger than us too. Yeah, but we've got the baseball guy. We've got, thank God, we have a baseball guy. We're, we're, we're slowly getting into the CFL. We're, we're becoming CFL guys because of just people we've yeah, interviewed. Just because we've interviewed Matt Black and uh, what was the other guy? Buckner. Yeah, Matt Buckner. Matt Buckner. Both Matts. So we only interviewed Matt. So if you guys know a Matt, you can Matt think Sundin, it, uh, get at us. Set, that's Matt's. Matt. Matt we Martin. Only, we don't interview Matts with Matt. Oh, Matt Martin. Matt Martin. If anyone knows Matt Martin. Uh, send us an email and uh, give us his contact yeah. information so I can give him a call. Yeah. Be like, hey, Matt, want to come on a podcast that gets no views? They'll be like, yeah, sure. Yeah, free. I, I got nothing to do. I'm only playing for the NHL team That's right a, now. Well, yeah, what better does he have to do? He's, yeah. he's being a healthy scratch. He's on the bench. He doesn't have anything else to do. Come on after the whistle. Get, he's about to get married, though. He is, to a um, former NFL player's daughter. Uh, Sydney Asizen, you know, oh, Boomer wow. Asizen. Wow, damn. You know that player, yeah. right? Yeah. He's, uh, he's married, getting married to his daughter. Wow. Jeez. Yeah, she's very good. So, congratulations to that. Yeah. Good on you guys. Yeah. Hopefully, you can get a. Hopefully, the running wing will look nice with the uh, yeah, Stanley Cup well, ring. Matt Martin's not listening to this podcast. That's okay. <laughs> if you are Matt, please come out. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, guys, for listening. We'll see you next week and uh, have a good one. See you later, guys.